The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat, Jr. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello, and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat, Jr., and I'd like to welcome you to today's show, How Safe Are We? The Proliferation of Toxic and Counterfeit Materials. Our show wouldn't uh, wouldn't be coming to you today if it weren't for our sponsors and our guests. And let me start by thanking the HSF uh, community, Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance, found at H- www.hsf.us. The Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, the, they are found at www.counterfeitavoidance.org. The USNCIECQ, the member body that represents the U.S. at the IEC level, that's www.eccorp.org. Also need to recognize our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, found at www.bqpm.com, and of course, Secure Components independent distributor and the first certified independent uh, distributor in the world under the AS6081 standard by SAE. They can be found at www.securecomponents.com. We have three guests today. Uh, As usual, I try and reach out to uh, industry and folks involved in what we're doing. Uh, First guest is uh, Ed... Ed uh, Donahue from Mutual Cornell, and we'll be talking with him. Then we have Bruce Mahone from SAE, the organization responsible for creating the standards used in the counterfeit avoidance programs, and we'll be talking with Bruce about that. And my uh, return guest, Jesse Silverman, legal counsel at uh, Secure Components. Our show today is divided into four segments. In the first segment, we'll be discussing how test laboratories help ensure the products we buy are safe. My guest, Ed Donahue, is a special projects manager at Mutual Cornell Environmental Test Laboratory. We'll discuss with us how his company helps their customers ensure the safety of their products, helping to keep our homes safe uh, the things we buy both at an industry level and a consumer level. 
As I mentioned, my second guest, which we'll introduce a little bit later, is Bruce Mahone, a leader in the aerospace policy and technical issues in Washington, D.C., with SAE International, and then again, Jesse Silverman. I'd like to uh, get started with, uh, without further delay, I'd like to introduce my first guest, Ed Donahue, Special Projects Manager at Mutual Cornell Environmental Test Laboratory. Welcome, Ed. Hi, Stan. Thanks to be here. Uh, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy day, Ed, to, to join us and, and uh, help us understand, uh, you know, just what it is that a test lab can do to help us. To get us started, uh, could you take us take a minute and, and help us understand what it is that Mutual Cornell Environmental Test Laboratories does? Okay. Um, well, basically, we're an analytical testing laboratory, and we're located in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, and we mainly test consumer products for hazardous or banned substances. Um, and we specialize in testing products for both chemical composition and physical strength. Um, to state, federal, and international laws and regulations. Um, and you, you sound like a guy I really uh, need to appreciate then. <laughs> we do our best, but I don't know if I'm particularly that guy. Um, well, hey, you're part of the organization, so I'll go ahead and leave you with the uh, credit you can share it around the team there. <laughs> How, how does this work help us as uh, individuals or indus, industry uh, consumers? What, what, what's the value add that, that comes from the work you folks do? Well, from the work that we do is basically to make sure that products that hit the shelves here in the U.S. are all safe for consumer and consumer products. Um, basically, all of the products that we use today are required under various state, federal, or international regulations to consist of certain things or be functional in a certain way. And basically what we do is just make sure that those products that are manufactured meet those specifications and those requirements. Um, And most of what we do is chemical work, so it's composition-based, so making sure that there aren't hazardous substances or compounds within um, the product. So basically... Those would include lead and cadmium, which are two pretty popular hot-button issues with consumer products, and then also the new one, which is phthalates and flame retardants, which is more of a composition than an actual elemental analysis. Now, this is definitely is uh, near and dear to my heart, as, as you and I have talked before. It's something that I've been involved with for some time. And I know the European Union uh, was instrumental in the beginning for this. Um, you know, I, I guess to, to, to a great degree, uh, there's folks, uh, competitors of your own, but there's a lot of folks out there that, that do this kind of testing. Um, as I understand, it's, it's not totally regulated uh, here in the U.S., or, or am I mistaken there? Well, for the most part, Most things are regulated within the U.S. Uh, There is a wide scope of what is regulated. Um, The majority of U.S. regulations are either federal regulations or they actually come out of the state of California under the Proposition 65 settlement. Um, Europe has kind of banded together, as you mentioned, the EU. They've banded together into one organization, um, and theirs is a lot broader of a spectrum that's 
uh, under review and regulation within Europe. Uh, but it's really up to the individual governments and state, and then also some local levels also have their own individual requirements. Uh, but here in the U.S., the majority of the requirements are either set by the Consumer Product Safety Commission, which is the U.S. federal government, um, and they deal mainly with children's products, uh, or they're, in our realm at least, they're either under CPSC or under California Prop 65. Um, those are really the two areas that we focus on as a company. And you mentioned CPSC. For those of us that are uh, not familiar with those ac- that uh, acronym or those initials? Uh, it's the Consumer Product Safety Commission, which is the enforcement arm, I believe, of the Consumer Product Safety Improvement Act. Uh, and basically they regulate... Uh, the limits that go into children's products specifically. The CPSC only deals with children's products, not with adults. So they're the ones responsible for setting the regulatory limits in what our children play with and use on a daily basis. So this is uh, obviously of interest to our listeners. Uh, When In the past, we've heard about things like uh, lead in... I think it was a toy train, a wooden train. Then there's, uh, it was, uh, I believe it was cadmium that was actually found on a drinking cup that was uh, through one of the fast food uh, organizations that was kind of a handout or an inexpensive purchase with a meal. Mm-hmm. These are these are the kind of kind the types of products that you deal with. Yeah, um, we deal with a lot of, uh, our main focus is actually cosmetic jewelry uh, is a lot of what we do. But we also do do um, some physical testing on children's toys, products like that. Uh, and then, yes, we could also do the, the drinking cups. I do know what you're referring to is cadmium in the lead paint on the outside or in the paint on the outside of the cup. Um, but, yep, those are all products that we are capable of doing, and we do them on a regular basis. So, Okay. Um, just if we could take a slight diversion here. I know um, the insider information here, but I know you're, you're part of an organization or part of the group that's dealing with the uh, hazardous substance-free mark. wonder if you could... Uh, make any comments or feel comfortable making any comments about what that program is and what we're trying to do with it? Sure. Well, the Hazardous Substance Free Program, uh, right now it's a group of several laboratories that we're working along with a few other organizations to uh, bring to the U.S. It's called the ROHA standard. It's an EU requirement, and ROHA stands for the Restriction of Hazardous Substances, and it restricts certain substances, mainly in electronic components and electronic products. Um, and basically, uh, the group right now is in the still in the beginning stages, but we're looking at the you know the best way to market that and see you know how consumers would react to that as a uh, standard. It's already a standard in the EU and whether or not it will be adopted by the U.S. as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, in, in the interest of helping our, our audience understand, the HSF mark that I've referred to in the past on different shows, 
the Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance that uh, Ed's referring to here. It's a program designed to put a mark on products, particularly on products that are consumer-based or you would find um, as an industry product being purchased. The intent or the idea is that every product would be identified for its hazardous substance-free status, and these are requirements of the European Union that uh, products do be, do undergo a process of verification and then a mark of some sort. They use a CE mark in the European Union. With this information, uh, the desire is that the there's a website set up to allow manufacturers to share with the buyers of their products what the content is relative to the restriction of hazardous substance, again, that Ed mentioned, and that would be the lead, mercury, cadmium, hexylvania chromate, the uh, flame retardants, PBD, and PBDEs. And again, these are all things, Ed, that, that you folks uh, test for today in products for your customers who are actually, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're the manufacturers of these products. For the most part, yes. Um, the customers that we deal with are the manufacturers um, of the products uh, being sold to retailers, yes. All right. Our goal here is uh, working with Ed and, and other uh, test laboratories, as uh, was mentioned, that uh, we're finding ways to do this testing with the end result being that we want to have you as consumers, all of us, be able to go to a store, buy products that are identified with this hazardous substance free mark, and be able to buy that with the confidence of knowing that they are in fact that way. And th this becomes a reality for obviously the electronics industry, which was where this particular uh, restriction of hazardous substance program started, but uh, as you mentioned, uh, Ed, this is wider and broader than that now, or has been for some time, particularly in to uh, children's toys. Correct, yeah. Children's toys has been um, really a spearhead of everything just because everyone wants to protect children. You know, they're our greatest assets, and that's what you know, people are really geared towards protecting. So children's products especially uh, come under some heavy scrutiny. Their limits are a lot lower than the adult products uh, just because people do want to make sure that the children's products are safer, um, you know, both for, you know, their physical health and then developmental health as well, I believe. so. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but when we talk about children's toys, we're, we're really going beyond what you and I might, you know, as adults or young adults, uh, might think of as a toy. But this could be uh, costumes for Halloween, or it could be uh, outfits for dance, or uh, a lot of different things. It's, it's not just toys, uh, as I understand what you're doing. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, children's products really means anything that's made or marketed to children. Um, so, yes, you are corrected. Not only means, um, you know, physical toys that we would think of, you know, that a child would play with, but also something that they might wear, um, 
you know, anything like that. Halloween costumes certainly fall under that. Um, but, yeah, they're not just the toys that we would normally think of. Okay. Well, Ed, I really do appreciate you uh, joining us today. And I think this is uh, fabulous information for our, for our listening audience. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a break uh, here in just just a few seconds. Uh, Want to identify that uh, you're listening to Voice America, people to people, working together for your safety. My guest uh, Ed Donahue with Mutual Cornell Testing Laboratories. Uh, by all means, if you have any testing or or um, know of any issues, uh, send us an email, uh, contact us, and we will uh, see if we can get you some good, solid answers. Uh, Thank you very much, Ed. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. 5195. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People.
Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. Our show today, How Safe Are We? The Proliferation of Toxic and Counterfeit Materials. I am extremely pleased to be introducing my next guest, Mr. Bruce Mahone with SAE International. Bruce has uh, been responsible for a program that we affectionately refer to as G19. When you get up into the land of standards and conformity assessment, everything gets an acronym of some sort. So uh, I want to welcome Bruce uh, to the show. Uh, Bruce, are you there? I am here, Stan. Delighted to be here. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us today, Bruce. And uh, my hat goes off to you. I know that you've got a, uh, a tremendous job out there. And when we start talking about counterfeits, uh, I can't help but you know tie that directly to the possibly the most important thing going on today, which is our military and the risk associated with counterfeit parts getting into that arena. Um, but before I say much more here, Bruce, to, to get us started, please take a minute, if you would, and help us understand what SAE International is and what its mission is, if, if you would. Thank you, Stan. Uh, SAE is a Society of Automotive and Aerospace Engineers. We've been around since 1905. Some of our founding members were people like Henry Ford and Orville Wright and Glenn Curtis and Elmer Sperry, some of the legendary names of the automobile and aircraft industry. And uh, being... Go ahead. Just a, just, just a few folks that I used to pal around with, huh? Yeah, your old buddies, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but we are an engineering society, and uh, besides education, our primary uh, work is in technical standards, and we publish nearly 10,000 technical standards for all kinds of vehicles, and all of them are designed to increase the safety and reduce the cost of uh, airplanes, tractors, cars, trucks, buses, and we are, our uh, standards are integrated into literally every vehicle built, and definitely in the United States and in much of Europe and Asia as well. That's extremely interesting. When you, when you talk about airplanes and cars and trains, transportation industry is as wide and broad as it is, and obviously in the early days, now, certainly back in 1905, and that was long before my time. Um, having standards and doing things, I guess, would be a little easier because the industrialized nations were limited and it wouldn't be as difficult, I guess, as it is today to to actually get these standards used worldwide. Yes, it was a little simpler because the industries were so new. Uh, and, but you'll see with standardization, what really matters is what gets the most widely used. Once most people use something, it sort of becomes the standard approach. Sometimes this is mandated by governments. Um, many times it's just what becomes accepted practice. I mean, look at like the AA battery. You've heard of the AA battery right. and you can get uh-huh. AAA batteries, but what happened to the A battery? Nobody uses it anymore. Uh, things just become widely used, they become standardized, and they lead to reliability and reduced cost. Is that sometimes referred to as a de facto standard? 
Yes, and I'd say the the majority of standards used in the world are de facto. Nobody mandated it. Nobody said you had to use it. It's just easier, cheaper, and you know what to expect if you use the standard. Other times, governments will mandate it, so you have to do it a certain way. All right. I guess that's particularly uh, important. I I know I've read many things about car lights, the the headlamps, Mm -hmm. and uh, I suspect that part of the standards that you might have, you or others in SAE might have worked on, would be how those lights actually point. uh, Yeah, yeah, there are things, and there is a part of our U.S. Department of Transportation. There's an agency within that, that that mandates certain rules about car lights, and then we publish standards related to them, and then all the manufacturers uh, have to comply with them if they want to operate in the United States. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take this down the path. Um, you and I have worked together on and off for a while now, and specifically in the area of counterfeit avoidance uh, and the standards that are associated to that. And since that's a big part of what we're sharing with our audience, can we talk about what you're doing today with that and how you see that helping, uh, certainly here in the U.S., how the standards are being used and what might happen worldwide with those? Certainly, Stan. Uh, There's a big concern uh, in the U.S. government, and it started in NASA and quickly spread to the U.S. Department of Defense. There's a big concern about counterfeit parts, uh, primarily electronic parts, but other types of parts as well, that were creeping into the supply chain where uh, unscrupulous uh, people were taking old parts and refurbishing them and remarking them and pretending they were parts that they're not. And, of course, if you put them in a vehicle, uh, especially in a defense uh, project like an aircraft or a tank or a truck, um, this can fail and you know lead to catastrophic loss of life. And uh, the Department of Defense is obviously very concerned that this doesn't happen. And because we are an engineering society, they asked for us to come up with standards that define a counterfeit parts control plan. Uh, just like many manufacturers today will have a quality management system um, and things to control hazardous substances, Well, this adds another level to it by showing organizations how to have a system in place to avoid counterfeit parts. This really is system uh, management rather than inspection and test process. Well, the time comes where you have to inspect some things, but your process, if it's done properly, will keep you away from most counterfeit parts. But occasionally, uh, because aircraft in particular lasts so long, I mean, for goodness, we're still flying the B-52, which I remember hearing about when I was in high school during the Vietnam War. We're still flying those 50, 60 years later. Um, Because these aircraft last so long, you often have to buy parts on the open market from people who bought up the supply 30 years ago and have it in their garage and are still selling it. And because you often have to do that, you often will have no choice but to do serious testing to make sure the part is good. Now, if you buy the new part from the manufacturer, you have a better um, chance, of course, of getting a legitimate part. But if you're buying a very old part that's been sitting around somebody's warehouse for years, in that case, 
our counterfeit parts control plan would ask you to have some tests done on it to make sure it's valid. Uh, very good. Um, for the sake of our engineers in the audience, uh, and I know that there are several documents, but in the remaining time we have, if you could uh, run through, you're, you are key to a lot of this work going on in, in SAE, and there's a number of documents now that are out there. Uh, rather than me trying to remember them, if you would, kind of go through the documents that are have been written specifically for counterfeit now. Yes, we have quite a number. I'll uh, actually won't even go through all of them because there are too many, but I'll tell you the major ones. The primary sort of base document is AS5553. That is written for the end user. That is the document that the person that buys counterfeit parts and puts them into some assembly, excuse me, not that buys counterfeit parts, buys electronic parts, non-counterfeit, and puts them into an assembly would use. So if I am the U.S. Navy or I am Lockheed or I am uh, some other manufacturer that is going to buy parts and put them into uh, some vehicle, I would use AS5553 to show me how to set up a counterfeit parts control plan uh, to avoid getting them. If I am an independent distributor, the person that provides the service to the industry of uh, collecting components, whether they're very old or fairly new, uh, because the uh, buyer can't get them directly from the manufacturer, if I am this independent distributor, I would follow a document called AS6081, and that would show me as a distributor how to set up a counterfeit parts control plan. Okay. If, if I were a test lab, I would follow a new standard, which hasn't been published yet, called AS6171, which would show me as a test lab what tests I need to perform to make sure an electronic part is not counterfeit. Uh, those are sort of the primary ones, and we have several others we're working on as well, but those are the ones that people talk about the most. Uh, very good. Well, I... I as with many of us in this industry, I certainly appreciate the work that you and the others do in SAE to help bring these standards to the forefront. I know it's a, a task getting manufacturers and industry leaders around the world to have consensus on what they're going to do first and foremost to themselves because they have to implement them once they put them in place. Uh, but again, for the safety of uh, the people using it. And in this particular regard, we know that the initial work is being done for uh, U.S. military, avionics, and, and aerospace. And being one of those people that spend a lot of time on airplanes, I can't say enough for making sure those airplanes are safe. Um, before we go to break here, I... I, I one, you know, 20 seconds, uh, if there's anything else you'd like to comment on, Bruce, uh, other than, again, I really appreciate your time and SAE's work. Uh, just to say that this is a very important issue, and uh, I haven't seen anything in the standards world since quality management systems came in about 20, 25 years ago that has gotten as much attention. So there is great concern in the government, in the industry, in the whole supply chain about solving this counterfeits problem. 
And I've got to say, there are many dedicated, very smart people working very hard at it, and we believe we will succeed. Well, I think we're we're all counting on that success. Uh, I know that you know part of what we're doing here with this radio show is trying to make sure that the the public, our audience, and many of our audience are engineers, uh, buyers, uh, just plain users. I mean, we're most most of us uh, do spend time on airplanes or in in an automobile somewhere, so it's extremely important. Maybe we can get you back on the show at another time. Anytime. There's a lot more to talk about in this and many related topics. I'd be uh, delighted anytime. Outstanding. Well, again, thank you, Ed. And we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, I'm going to have Jesse Silverman, uh, Esquire, with Counterfeit, com- uh, Counterfeit. <laughs> Whoops, that one's wrong. Secure Components. Uh, the folks who uh, know how to keep you from getting counterfeit components, Secure Components will be back with us. Uh, Jesse will be back with us when we get back from break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat.com at ECCCorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ECCCorp.org. Now, back to People to People. 
Welcome back to People to People, Working Together for Your Safety. My name is Stan Salat, Jr. I'm your host. And today's show, How Safe Are We? The Proliferation of Toxic and Counterfeit Materials. Um, At the risk of having lost a sponsor, uh, I referred to counterfeit components when I should have been saying secure components. Uh, The first organization in the world to be certified for AS6081. You just heard... Uh, Bruce Mahone from SAE talking about that, the the standard used for independent distributors. Uh, Before I rattle on too long, my next guest is Jesse Silverman, Esquire. Uh, He is actually legal counsel, amongst other things, at Secure Components. And let me bring him on. He is actually a returning guest. Uh, He has a lot of good things to share with us, so I've brought him back again. Hello, Jesse. Hey, good afternoon, Stan. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, Jesse, to get us started, please take a minute, if you would, and tell us um, or help us understand what your legal counsel role at Secure Components is and, and how that helps Secure Components and their customers. Yeah, sure. So um, as, as in-house counsel, I, I wear many different hats, uh, doing everything from contract review um, you know, when, when we work with customers who um, want to purchase products from us and they send over a purchase order, there are terms and conditions that we uh, are, are required to comply with. And uh, I help, you know, interpret those terms and conditions for, for the folks here. Um, also helping to um, digest, um, you know, federal um, regulations, the National Defense Authorization Act, um, you know, being one of the, the hot button Issues that we're currently um, addressing. Um, so, you know, a little bit of everything from contract review, uh, legal advice, um, you know, reviewing contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be anything, um, you know, that, that an attorney would do, you know, who wears, you know, many different hats uh, yeah. in, in a small business. And I'm, I'm, it'd be, um in my, in my prior life, working in industry, I know we used to have counsel on board and had to do similar things, but I got to imagine that it's a lot more critical today given the various regulations and particularly the emphasis on counterfeit components these days. Yeah, it's it's certainly a a challenging landscape in the sense that there is a lot that is um, unresolved and there's a lot of direction that industry is hoping that – government will will provide so navigating the various uh, regulations um, you know, national defense authorization act the uh, the defars the um, you know defense logistics agency you know your customers uh, requirements there there are a lot of different um, avenues that you need to be um, up to speed on <laughs> yes um, yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of go down a path here that I'm not sure I know enough about, but let me try this. Secure Components is the first independent distributor in the world to successful, well, actually, that we know of, actually, that has undertaken the the international certification under the AS6081 standard. Uh, That certification tells the world that they they have a 
counterfeit mitigation plan in place to protect their customers from uh, receiving counterfeit parts. In, in your opinion, and I want to be careful here because I know we're not trying to give legal advice and we don't want to get anybody in trouble, but what, what does that really mean uh, from a liability point or from a business point for a company like uh, Secure Components? In general, if I'm an independent distributor, does this buy me anything? Well... Let me let me answer that by as an, as as any good attorney would by uh, sort of changing the <laughs> changing the topic. Yes, well, I not understand. changing the topic, but sort of uh, you know your <laughs> listeners may not be as familiar with you know the the world that we're in, the defense and aerospace world. So, okay, I'll, I'll give a real world example, and then I'll tie it back into what we do here at Secure Components. So, all right, um, let's say you know you're a homeowner and you want to have the uh, you know the, your electric panel upgraded. And you have some electricians come out, and you get you gather estimates, and you sit down, you review their estimates, and you narrow it down to two uh, electricians, one of which was is, is wildly and significantly lower in price than the other one. And, and you know, being a, a diligent homeowner, you uh, you know investigate a bit. How, how could this quote be so much lower? And you come to find out that that electrician is uh, is not licensed, not certified, not bonded. So what does that mean? That means you open yourself up to liability. Right. If, if, if that electrician is doing work in your house and, and they're not licensed, certified, bonded, um, and it opens you up to, to liability in the sense that, uh, you know, for instance, in California, there is a, a case where a, um, a homeowner asked his neighbor to do some work on his roof. That homeowner, or excuse me, the, the neighbor who was doing the roofing work was not um, licensed or, or certified roofer. He fell off the roof, suffered injuries. California appeals court held uh, overturned a motion for summary judgment um, on the theory that the the roofer who fell could could pursue a course of action that he had an employer employee relationship with that homeowner. Um, now, had that homeowner gone with a licensed and insured and bonded roofer, you know, that roofer would have just filed a claim against his insurance. So bringing it back to secure components and what we do when, you know, your previous guest, Bruce, was talking about AS6081 and, and counterfeit mitigation. When our customers engage us, they have a responsibility to their customer to use the most qualified and, and vetted and robust um, partners in the supply chain as possible. So by pursuing the AS6081 certification and having a third body, third party, excuse me, certifying body come out and audit us, our customers can take comfort in the fact that our quality management system, our counterfeit avoidance plan has been um, certified and vetted and that, you know, if God forbid a part were, were to escape a counterfeit part, they could go back to their customer and said, listen, we procured this part from the most certified um, independent distributor in the world. So it's, it's that, um, you know, sort of limiting of liability and also um, proof that you have done your due diligence and you are working with folks who are qualified to do the job you've asked them to do. That's, uh, uh, that's, uh an extremely interesting approach uh, to explaining it. And I say that in part because I recently had the opportunity to help a, a dear friend of mine who was having a, a furnace replaced. 
And the first quote that she got was very inexpensive. It turned out they were not licensed. They were not bonded. They were not secured. I mean, they were an inexpensive company because they had they didn't have insurance. Um, so it it just absolutely comes swinging home very quickly when you explain it that way. So I guess the message to our listeners is they should be buying from organizations that are, in fact, able to demonstrate their qualification. Absolutely. And, you know, they're, they're, in our business, there is a, uh, the onus is on the defense contractors um, on, under a proposed uh, Department of Defense rule to show that they have a um, system in place to detect counterfeit or suspect counterfeit parts. And part of that is that they are engaging um, companies who, um, you know, who are trusted suppliers. So that certification goes a long way towards satisfying that trusted supplier requirement. Um, so absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, and if I could also mention, um, you know, there, there are other uh, things out there in addition to third-party certifications, including membership to industry groups, um, that's very important. Um, ERAI and the Counterfeit Avoidance, Mar- Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance. Um, you know that sort of engagement with industry and uh, commitment to um, staying on the uh, the cutting edge of uh, of what's going on in the uh, you know in the marketplace. Excellent points. Very very excellent points. And just to, to close on this, I, I understand without question that the U.S. government. Uh, at the federal level is taking all this very seriously and has found ways to actually um, take criminal charges against folks that violate the confidence of their customers. Yeah, under the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, there are severe criminal penalties for um, knowingly um, providing counterfeit parts um, to uh, contractors, you know, that, that cause or result in injury or death. Um, there's significant civil penalties as well. Um, and, and Stan, if I could, <laughs> one, one additional thing I would mention is, you know, we, we talk so much about counterfeit avoidance uh, and detection. One of the things that we, we don't address all that often is what happens if a counterfeit part does arrive on, on your dock and, um, you know, I would just you know encourage people to, to, to research that. I recently wrote a piece that can be found at securecomponents.com, which addresses that exact issue um, in the event you do receive a counterfeit part. Okay, and I appreciate you mentioning that as well. Well, once again, Jesse, uh, absolutely appreciate you taking busy time out of your day to join me and uh, look forward to having you back yet again, and we'll pick up another topic uh, counterfeit avoidance one way or the other and uh, expand on this some more. Sounds good, Stan. I appreciate you having me. Have have a good evening. You too. Okay, we're going to take a short break here. Uh, You're listening to Voice America, the people to people working together for your safety. When I come back, I'm going to give you some thinking thoughts, uh, basically a call to action and uh, see if we can't get the juices rolling here. We'll be right back.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Secure Components is your international certified supplier of obsolete and hard-to-find products. Specializing in counterfeit mitigation, Secure Components is a qualified supplier for the Department of Defense, Aerospace, Military, and Avionics Industries. If you're a business in need of hard-to-find or obsolete components, please contact us by visiting our website, securecomponents.com, or call us at 484-222-5195. Again, 484-222-5195. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat, Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at eccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at eccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. My name is Stan Salat. I'm your host. And you've been listening to myself and my guest for the last uh, bit here, talking about things related to hazardous substance and counterfeit avoidance. It's important to realize that in order to change the world, people have to get involved. That we have the right to know what's in the products we are buying, and particularly when you're talking about the hazardous substances side of our work, knowing how much lead or the fact that the products are lead-free or cadmium-free or hexylvania chromate-free, all those things that do, in fact, cause, um, cause people to have problems. You've heard me mention before that uh, it's been proven that the lead and the mercury and the cadmium and other such hazardous substances do cause uh, problems, health problems for human beings and animals alike. So in that regard, we started putting a program together 
that we call the HSF Mark Alliance, the Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance. It's it's an international program where manufacturers come together. They demonstrate their compliance to hazardous substance management and the reduction or elimination of those hazardous substances and products. They undergo a certification program where they demonstrate to a third party that they're actually hazardous producing products that are hazardous substance free, and they become certified for that. There are roughly 4,150 or so facilities worldwide that have achieved that certification. And for the sake of uh, understanding, if you're going to buy a computer today and you want to know absolutely that the computer you're buying is uh, hazardous substance free, then I recommend you look into the ASUS product. Uh, ASUS was one of the first companies back in 2006 to undergo the implementation of a hazardous substance free uh, environment manufacturing reduced uh, hazardous substance products and went so far as to actually make them uh, what we call a toxic-free, environmental-friendly product using uh, bamboo, actually, as part of their case, one of the renewable uh, energy or renewable products, if you will. When, when I think of, of green, I also think of more than just uh, reduction of electricity or recycling, which is also important to understand. Those things are, in fact, green, but they there's more to hazardous substance than just the recycling process. Uh, there's more to a green product than just being recyclable or uh, using less power. Under the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance program, we've heard from Bruce Mahone today uh, talking about the standards that have been put in place. We've talked with uh, Jesse Silverman from Secure Components about the regulations being put in place. And here it is absolutely important that we recognize the risk that we put our uh, military in every day and including in that risk the potential for hazardous or uh, counterfeit components rather the potential for an airplane to fall down out of the sky or a missile not to go where it's at I, I don't mean to sound fatalistic but the reality is that we know there are counterfeit materials out there that we need to do everything we can to protect our military transportation companies. Those automobiles we buy have to be safe. And the only way we can do that collectively is to insist on uh, the products that we buy, the companies that support and supply the components to those products to be safe. We have a host of testing laboratories involved in what we do. We count on them to do that testing. Uh, Mutual Cornell, uh, the Environmental Test Lab is one of them. There are a number of others. You can go up on our websites that I've mentioned. Uh, the ECC Corporation, eccorp.org, the counterfeitavoidance.org, the hsf.us Sites that you can go to, you can learn about what we're doing. By all means, I look forward to hearing from you 
about these topics. I'd like to make sure that as we go forward, we're actually sharing with you information that you want to know or need to know so that you too can make sound decisions when you're buying products for your company, you're buying products for your spouse, you're buying products for your children, uh, literally you're buying products for anybody. Everything we do in this in this life is limited to what we can do to help ourselves and help our fellow man. People to people working together for your safety is a program designed to help people understand what's happening in the world and how we can make it better. I look forward to talking with you again next week. I'll have three guests on uh, as well. And we'll be talking about hazardous substances, counterfeit avoidance, and the legal ramifications of those. My name is Stan Salat, your host, people to people, working for your safety on Voice America, radio, internet-based radio station. Thank you and have a wonderful afternoon. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 